welcome into an episode of Lonely Town, a killer's podcast. It's Jimmy and Derek, and we got another special guest this week. We got all the way from Lehigh, Utah, a uh, neighborhood friend of mine, Justin Banks. Justin, good to be doing. I'm doing well. Good to be here. Well, a lot of people don't know, and maybe a lot of people don't know about it, is the reason I found out about the killers, which led to doing this podcast, is because of Justin. Justin, do you remember uh, telling me anything about the killers whatsoever? I mean, I don't. Was it it? Was it maybe at a like a Fourth of July celebration in the park or something? It's generally That's where it. I see most. <laughs> exactly. So okay, this is, yeah. this is going back well over twenty years ago. Yeah, uh, I just got back from from my church mission, and it was kind of those awkward couple of years when your friends are still kind of either gone to college or gone on a mission and you don't really have a whole lot of people to hang out with. And uh, I think it was my first 4th of July back. And we've talked about it before on the show. Nephi uh, has a big 4th of July celebration down at the park. So, uh, you know, everyone's kind of there and families are all there. And uh, I just went because I wasn't going to stay home and do nothing. So I'm sitting on a, on a park bench and uh, Justin comes up to me and you'd probably been home a year or so more than me. I don't know if you're off to college and just down visiting or whatever. And so I hadn't seen you for probably at that point, close to four years, something like that. Yep. So you came up and we were just kind of doing the, the catch up thing. It live, what you up to, what's going on. And I don't remember why I remember this, but I know for a fact, I remember this. You said something of a uh, line of, uh, Hey, do you remember Brandon flowers? <laughs> and I said, uh, I, I'm sure I said something like, uh, yeah, kind of You're like, you moved away to Vegas and was into golf and all that. And I said, yeah. He said he's got this band. Uh, they're called the Killers, and they're really big in Europe right now. And I don't know why I remember that because I thought, oh, that's crazy. And you probably said that was crazy or something. And I thought, yeah. oh, I have to go listen to that because I don't know why because he's from Nephi or whatever. And uh, and that was my introduction to the Killers. It was all uh, it was all thanks to Justin. Well, I'm glad I did something right in my life. <laughs> so, what year would that have been? You got home from your mission. So I was back in two. I got home in two thousand one, but this is probably Three. this would probably have been around two thousand three because I would have been up at Utah State by at that point, and um, I'd always I always come back for the Fourth of July celebration, you know, just to come visit, and it's generally where I see most of my high school friends or people that I knew. But yeah, I just started, you know, I I listened to I listened to all sorts of music and um, just. You know, hearing that, their first album, you know, like Mr. Brightside, things like that. Uh, somebody told me, these, you know, those songs I really I really enjoyed. Um, and then finding out that it was, you know, fronted by somebody that I knew in high school kind of blew my mind. But, but yeah, so I always like to share, you know, when I come across good music that I like, I always like to talk about it with people just because who knows, you know, who knows what people will like, but. But yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> 20 years ago. Yeah, it, it, we were talking a little bit before we started about how uh, you have teenage kids now. And I knew you back when we were teenagers and uh, 20 years doesn't seem like 20 years. I mean, at that point, it was 20 years of our lives. We're having this conversation now. It's uh, about an extra 20 years. I, I can recount it like it was, you know, a couple months ago. So uh, to me, that's kind of that's kind of crazy. But uh, uh, do you remember how you found out about the killers or who, or who told you or how you uh Found out that was Brandon's band or anything like that. So it was my roommate. Um, I can't remember which roommate told me, but you know, in college you're always just hanging out. You're 
listen to, you know, in between classes, you're listening to music. It's especially up in Logan. It's a true college town where, you know, you're, you're just hanging out all the time after classes and just listening to stuff. And I heard, I heard the, it was Mr. Brightside. I heard that song and I'm like, this is, this is really good. And so my roommate told me about him and, you know, I got to just, I read up about him and, uh, you know, recognize the name because Brandon Flowers is a name that you kind of, that's not a name you hear very often. It's, I don't know how common it is, but I, you know, I started researching it and sure enough, I saw a music video. I'm like, I know that guy. So, <laughs> so that's pretty cool. You know, it was just one of those things where, yeah. I don't know, and I've listened to them ever since I, they're not like my top favorite band, but they're at least in the, the playlist, you know? So I listen to all sorts of stuff, but you know, he's, I think he's done pretty well for himself. All things considered. What do you say when someone asks you if you, when they find out from Nephi, if you knew Brandon Flowers? I remember golfing with him. That was probably the most time I spent with him just on the golf team and, you know, talking with him there. And, but, you know, he's always super friendly guy. You know, he was, he's a little younger than me, so I didn't really run around with him a lot, but just, just remember that he always seemed like, you know, someone that was just friendly and pretty real. And it seems like that's, it seems like, you know, you, you don't know somebody truly, but it seems like he's, he stayed true to that throughout his career where he's, he seems like he stayed true to his faith. He stayed true to who he was. And he really appreciates like growing up in that town, which I can always appreciate because, you know, some people make it big and they just, they move on, they become different people, but it doesn't seem like that happened with him. Yeah. So you're, you're a couple of years older than, than us and we're one year younger than Brandon. So he's kind of like, I guess right in the middle, the, the middle of the sandwich that we make together is the, the <laughs> sandwich or something like that. Uh, did you have any, any classes or anything with him or are you just on the golf team and kind of interacted that way? Yeah. I didn't have any classes with him that I remember, but mostly just on the golf team, you know, like I wasn't a very good golfer, but you'd be on the golf team just to get out of school because <laughs> in Nephi, you, the same way, same way with the track team, right? I'd be on the track team and you go to track meets and basically get out of school for that. So, but yeah, just on the golf team together, at least a year or two, I think it might've been two years, but, but yeah, he was a good golfer. That's all. That's what I remember the most. Uh, those first couple albums, um, was there anything about those that kind of made you think of Nephi or when you heard it, I know you saw him in the video and put it all together. That was him. Uh, but was there anything right from the get go where you kind of related more or did you just think it was, you know, good, good sound and pop music and, and good for him. I just, I just like the sound of it because it was a little bit different, you know, it was like just a little bit, like a little bit techno, a little bit, just kind of old school. You know, I really like Depeche Mode and I, I know that that's one of his bigger, like I guess like influences in his music style and I don't know it just it's just different he has a they have a different sound at least those first few albums did and you know I just I like when things are a little bit different not just there's too many things out there right now they're you know they're just like the same recycled pop songs but and he puts a lot of thoughts into his lyrics too which which I appreciate yeah um do you have any uh, any memories that kind of stick out about growing up in Nephi that some people might be interested in hearing? Or uh, our audience is kind of worldwide, and so with Pressure Machine, uh, when that came out, is when we started doing the show, and we've kind of talked a lot about that. But uh, people have been kind of curious about what Nephi was like, especially back in that era, back in back in the '90s. Is there anything that kind of sticks out in your mind about 
you know, what set Nephi apart or made it any different than any other town at that point. It's kind of an interesting town. It's probably like any small town as far as like everybody knows everything about everybody. Um, but I know that I definitely got, I, I don't know how many stories I can tell without getting in trouble, but I remember getting away with a lot of stuff in Nephi, like, you know, toilet paper in people's houses or, uh, you know, just being an idiot teenager in general, um, nothing too bad, but just, you know, you, you really could almost get away with anything down there because everything was done. Like main street was empty by eight 30. It was a ghost town, you know? So if you wanted to do anything, I remember thinking that Spanish Fork or Provo were the big, you know, the big city, <laughs> so we'd go up there to drag Maine or just, just hang out or do whatever. But I really liked how quiet it was. I mean, if you, if you had, you know, I had a couple of friends that I, uh, that I ran around with, you know, we'd always just like, we'd hang out like when we were older, you know, once we were able to drive. Well, that's one thing about Nephi that's interesting is the driver's ed teacher at the time. He's an old, you know, just an old guy. He is, I don't even know if he was like in his seventies at that time or late seventies, but he, what set him apart was he, uh, he had a cup of coffee <laughs> in the, and you'd be, you know, so the, the driver's ed car smelled like coffee all the time. And he'd basically say, don't spell my, don't make me spill my coffee or you're going to fail this, this driver's ed course. And I still remember learning how to parallel park in Nephi. There was, there's really no, uh, no cars in Nephi. That, so like parallel parking was basically just, you know, okay, here's a line, here's a line, show me how to do it. And I don't know if I was qualified to actually drive in the bigger city by the time I got done with, uh, Drivers at a Nephi. <laughs> oh, uh, I definitely wasn't. I know that. I uh, when I first got my driver's license and uh, went up to like Springville, where there was three lanes on the freeway. Like my mind almost blew up there. Like there's you know two mirrors to look at in step one. So <laughs> yeah, but it was. Uh, I think we had the same guy. I, I had him teaching me how to drive too, and uh, he'd go get the coffee, he'd go in in the house for what seemed like forever. Yep, and drive around town for a little bit and. Uh, no, it was a pretty good time. <laughs> yeah, I remember learning how to parallel park on Main Street. You just find one car that was parked on the side of the road and pretend there was another one there too. Yeah. We're never too park <laughs> that close that you could practice for real. Yeah, we've had a we've had a lot of people bring up when we've talked about Nephi and kind of memories, kind of like we did there. A lot of people brought up dragging Maine and dragging Maine and Spanish Fork, and that was the big that was the big time. That was. I guess before social media and before the internet, that's what we had to do for fun was uh, fill up a tank of, of gas and, and go drive up and down the street and yell at people or whatever we did. I don't know. So, so with the, killers, with the killer's music, have, have you kept up uh, throughout the years or have you been in and out or. You know, I, I listened to the first few pretty heavily and then some of the middle ones I haven't listened to as much, but like pressure machine I've watched or I've listened to, you know, quite a bit cause I heard it was, I heard it was about Nephi specifically, at least a couple songs. And yeah, the one that it hits on that I still remember, you know, when the Raymond and Tiffany were killed by that train, I was a freshman and that I think it was 94. I still remember that because it was just tragic, you know, and the fact that he dedicated a song to that and then talked about like opioids and, and like drugs and stuff like that. Things that, are, you know, you realize they were a problem not so much back then, but they were still a problem. And, you know, you hear about it more and more. It's just like, there, there's just a lot going on in Nephi that's going on now that didn't go on back then. You know, just some of the negative influences from the world. But I, I don't know. I think it's good for him to 
raise awareness of some of the things he's doing through his music. Um, but yeah, it's just some of the things he talked about just brought back memories, you know, some good, some bad, but we had the mayor in a couple of weeks ago and he said that his kids go to school and they don't know everyone in the school. Like they don't know everyone in their class anymore. <laughs> and that really just blew my mind because I, not only did we know everyone in our own classes, but we probably knew pretty much everyone in the school. And, you know, whether you had a positive interaction or not, you knew who they were, you knew who their group of friends were. If you needed to find them for whatever reason, you knew kind of where they hung out or, or you could track them down pretty, pretty easily. And so for now, hearing that, like, it's gotten to the point where it's big enough that the kids don't even know in their own classes, it did kind of signal to me that Nephi has changed and is kind of growing, like you said, for, for good or bad. Uh, some of those bigger problems and things are kind of creeping in down there. And it's not just as innocent as going to Dragon Maine anymore, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I, I remember when the when I was graduating, the, the new high school was starting to be built. You know, the old high school was ninth through, I believe it was ninth through 12th grade, all in the same building. And I still remember the tennis courts just having cracks down the middle. <laughs> you know, this, I see the stuff they have now and, you know, the, the facilities they have now. And I'm jealous because uh, we didn't have much um, when I was there. And now it's seems like with the growth they've gotten a lot more opportunities so that's a good thing so so when you go down to visit and stuff is there any is there any spots or places that you go at brings back any memories or do you just kind of go hang out with family more often than not we hang out with family but i still like to go to the park we go to the one with the it used to be it's the drive-in where you get shakes right by the park it used to be called is the frosty freeze is it still called that no, it was Vards, and now it's uh, Nebo Queen. Yeah, it was Vards Reads, and now it's Nebo Queen. Okay, yeah. So we You're still go there. Daily and Burger Barn for a while. <laughs> it's like <laughs> so you know, I like to go there. I still like to drive past the go on Main Street just to see what's out there, and you know, tell my kids funny stories about working at the Nebo Market there. I could tell some stories about that place. If you want so me can to. Derek, apparently. Yeah, I'm. I'm still technically banned from that place. Are you <laughs> never been rescinded? It's the only grocery store in town. For people listening, we had one grocery store. So this, and it still is, right? Yeah, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was, it was a high school job, pecking order is you start out as like the the front front bagger person, and then you work up to be like a checker. And then if you can swing the where you're in the back room the whole time, that was like hitting it big time because you didn't have to interact with the customers. <laughs> <laughs> And then when, you know, minimum wage back then was like 515. I got one raise in the two years that I worked there. It was, it was 10 cents. So it went from 515 to 525. It's big time. You were really raking it in. Yeah, I was. <laughs> so, so working there though, you got to know a lot of people from town because everyone would come in there to shop, right? Yeah. You'd, you'd help some of the people out uh, with their groceries and stuff. You knew the ones that would tip pretty well and the ones that wouldn't. So you'd, you know. Some people would be more enthusiastic about helping them out to their car than others. <laughs> yeah, but then people, more people recognize you, so it's easier to get in trouble, probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hey, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. Is, the paper in my tree. That's where all that paper came from. Now it's coming together. I mean, we we thought we were smart by going up to Payson and buying, you know, eggs and toilet paper up there, but it's still probably pretty suspicious when it's like, you know, one in the well, morning you and you're buying. Camping. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have any other thought, jobs in Nephi? I worked at Wendy's still remember, you know, memories of Wendy's. I definitely, you know, getting, getting free food was nice, but 
one of the drawbacks of working there was when you're almost done closing and there's a track meet in town or a football game <laughs> and they show the bus, the bus from the opposing team shows up five minutes before you're ready to close. You have to reopen the grill, everything. And there's, they're there for like two hours and it's like the cheerleaders and the football team. So you get home at like 11 or 12 at night. It was, you know, I still remember that happening a few times and just knowing that I did not want to work in fast food ever again after Wendy's. <laughs> it fixed you. Yeah. Did you grow up wanting to get out of town or did you just end up that way? I knew that employment opportunities were going to be a little better outside of outside of Nephi. Um, now it's probably, I could probably move down there, you know, working from home and stuff like that. It's it's a little bit more. I think that's why the growth is is accelerated now because there's probably more people that realize living in Nephi is a nice thing to do, but also being able to you know telecommute. Um, you don't have to make make the trade off of not having too many job opportunities down there versus now you can. And I think I I wanted to you know move out just because I've always wanted to you know work in a bigger city, but. I think eventually I could see myself moving back, but I don't know if I could convince my wife to move back there. <laughs> Some of the stories I tell her about like, you know, raising, cause my dad, my dad's big into agriculture, right? Like he, he did all the 4-H stuff. He was a county agent down here for a long time or down in Nephi. And so telling her stories of, you know, having pigs in the backyard one year. And that was a bad idea even for Nephi because the smell when the wind would go toward the house, but just raising lambs every year. And, and actually walking the lambs, which I still think was an oddity for Nephi, because I don't know if you guys ever saw us out on the, out on the road, but you know, we'd, we'd have like, it was like a family activity where we'd put halters on the lambs and, and walk, go out walking them on the road up and down hundred South there. Um, as if it was like walking the family dog. I do think that was strange even for Nephi, but you know, it ended up, my dad knew what he was doing because it was getting him exercise, but you know, she's, she still just like, doesn't, I don't think you quite understand that living in a town like Nephi and having a dad who's big into agriculture came from a farm, you know, it's kind of half and half of being on a farm, but also kind of, you know, it was, it was his hobby, (laughs) but you know, I do miss that because it was really good family time too. Even if we were out, you know, walking lambs in the street, which is still, I still kind of laugh at, but you know, it was good times just talking with the family, things like that. Yeah, so. I showed I showed my fair share of sheep too, but we'd we'd walk up Turkey Hill, so we kind of there you go where no one could see us at that point. It was yeah, <laughs> but it was something you have to get them ready for the for the fair and you know take care of them and comb their hair all out and present them. And it's kind of it's kind of strange to say out loud right now. Yeah, wash washing them and you know like yeah, it's definitely something if you haven't experienced it or haven't been in that. I'm sure like people from the city just it's like think we're from another planet doing stuff like that but yeah we still go down for the county fair and the demolition derby that's gotten a lot bigger too you know i still remember the the arena there all the steps and the bleachers were like this rickety old wood that you were scared that you're gonna fall through but now it's all like modern and new and so that's been kind of interesting to watch that take place and the demolition derby from what i understand is what one of the biggest and if not the biggest in utah probably close yeah, it's been ranked uh, like top in the world. They do some poll or something. It's been, I know it's been the number one at times. I don't know where it is now. I should probably look into that. But 
Uh, it's pretty pretty world renowned as far as derbies go. I guess uh, next to Brandon, that might be our second most claimed to fame. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any any stories or memories about like uh, we've talked about the Fourth of July, but like the fairgrounds we kind of talked about a little bit there, but uh, maybe the Ute Stampede, uh, rodeos, bathing beauty parades, anything like. That? <laughs> yeah, I mean the bathing beauty parade. That's one that you know in retrospect. I look back and I'm like, you know, I thought that was normal. And I told my wife about it and she couldn't believe it. She's like, they, they sit on, on the top of the car in their bathing suits and go down main street. <laughs> and I'm like, that doesn't, I didn't, they don't do that in Taylorsville. She's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure if that's how, how many places actually do the bathing beauty parade still, but I don't know if does Nephi still do that. Uh, they still have the pageant. Uh, they don't do the parade anymore. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't think that would survive today's politically correct world, but I, I still remember the parades. The parades were really fun, you know, trying to get the, they always seemed like, you know, I see parades here and there in Lehigh and stuff, but the ones in Nephi seemed like they were a big deal and they were because the whole town was there, you know, I just remember the Ute Stampede too. We had, you know, when scouts is, I don't know how it's, how it's changed down there now with the way scouts, you know, with the separation of, you know, the LDS church and, and the scouts back then, you know, our neighborhood had the responsibility of selling burgers at the Ute Stampede. So, you know, as a kid, my memories of the Ute Stampede aren't the best because all I remember is having to clean up after the Ute Stampede and that just, you know, seeing all the gross stuff that people would leave behind and then like selling hamburgers and snow cones and just getting all sticky and messy and trying to like, you know, if someone you're on the bottom row and then someone at the very top wants three snow cones. You have to like, you know, do acrobatics to climb up over the fans to get to the top row to sell three snow cones to people. But, you know, we, we did it in the name of scouting and yeah, I, now I enjoy the rodeo a lot more now that I don't have to sell things. <laughs> and you have to make their change and bring it back up to them. Or yep. them. Yeah. yeah. The good, the good job to get with, with that was to stand on that pop trailer. Did you ever get that gig? Uh, I think I got it once. That was, that was the one to have, but uh, yeah, it's fun to, to remember, you know, learning about the killers and just, just hearing how, you know, when that, when their first album came out, I didn't think they would, I knew they were good, but I didn't think it would hit like, cause you know, some bands are kind of, they hit it big, but they're not super big, but you know, they've, they've impressed me with like their variety of songs and just how long they've been around and stayed relevant because you know, it's been 20 years now and they're still, they're still a pretty big band. Yeah, well, we appreciate you taking some time to come out, I don't know, growing up together and stuff. It just, it was just kind of a cool thing. And you're that bond for me. Justin's the one that introduced me to the killers. So I uh, appreciate you making the time and coming on and talking with us tonight. Yeah, of course. Well, Jimmy, that's another episode down from Lonely Town. <laughs>